Hello and welcome to the Roundup. My name is Nick Saba with The Impact. Hi, I'm Rachel Fulton. My name is Jacob Zokvic. I'm with The Lookout at LCC. I'm Mujiha. I'm the Cops and Courts reporter from the State News. And today we are excited to bring you a few interesting topics as well as some more uh, notable ones that may not be as cheery as the others. Uh, and to open it up, I thought we'd talk about the, the recent tragedy in Oxford. Um, so there was a, uh, for those who don't know, there was a school shooting. And uh, it was a single shooter uh, who was a student there. And right now, I think uh, four students have lost their lives with another mm -hmm. couple, few others in critical condition. Seven other injured people. The student was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say it's really unfortunate. Um, my old high school is actually about 20 minutes away from Oxford. Um, so seeing all of my friends and family members posting about the situation and just seeing all these innocent students who lost lives or lost friends, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, I know that the parents were charged this morning with involuntary manslaughter um, and I also saw the pictures that the student who did the shooting posted on Instagram um, and there's a lot of rumors I don't know which one is true um, regarding his parents role um, in the shooting and if they they had prior knowledge of something was going to happen and they didn't really do anything about it well um, well, the the big thing with that is the it was a gun owned by the parents, absolutely, and it was bought like four days right before the shooting happened. And like whether or not, you know what I mean, it seems unlikely that the parents knew that the kid was going to shoot up the school. I mean, that's wild, but I mean, and technically possible, but it seems unlikely. But if nothing else, it brings up like the classic gun control debate. Like, all right, if you're not gonna keep your gun safe like no 15 year old should be able to pull out a gun that their parents own you know what i mean like you own a gun safe for a reason and it's 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 to keep people from getting to your guns and and a, a person of that age should not have access to a gun because they are in such a they're such a vulnerable age at that point still you know what i mean they they're not they might be old enough to not go and like play with it like it's a toy but you know we we so often hear about school shooters being motivated by things like bullying that like yeah you you can't let children be holding guns and know how to get their parents guns and things like that and i i think whether or not the you know it's 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 very unclear what the kids motivations were so far w regardless of those motivations the parents absolutely are somewhat responsible because they they gave him the gun, you know, and they let him have this gun or failed to protect the gun. You know, I think that's really sad how the students of today are finding out all of this information. And, um, you know, Oxford wasn't the only school this week who had threats as well. I mean, oh. there were it, it was a number. They called it hit week. And, um you know, even if they were under 18 or not close to it, that is still a problem in high schools all around, not just Michigan, but the U.S., the entire country. I mean, 
I don't even know. I don't know how to explain it because I'm still in shock. I know multiple people are in shock from that. Um, but, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'll hazard a guess at explaining it. Um, like I said, almost all of these are boiled down to, like, bad situations for the kid that did it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously, what they're doing is monstrous, but there was some tragedy in the kid's life that led to them committing this additional tragedy. You know what I mean? Um, whether it's they didn't receive the help for mental health issues, you know, bullying is huge. I, I, it astounds me that we can't solve the bullying problem, that kids feel like they need to solve it on their own in these psychotic ways, yeah. you know, um, or, or whether it was, you know, he was just trying to be cool, you know, I mean, as weird as that is to sound, I think that does happen, and it's like, well, what what are we doing to make sure that kids don't, like, why would a kid ever want to shoot up a school? It seems so bizarre, but it happens all the time, which is a horrible situation that we have that for some reason we can't figure out, you know what I mean? And that's, like, something that needs to be looked into is, well, why does this happen, and why can't we prevent kids from from reaching this low in their life that they want to do this what i'm hoping is that the actual uh perpetrator's name mm -hmm. isn't even named well that's um, he, he already has been but oh has he already been named yeah. so, uh, i won't say it but yeah I, he, yeah he has been something that I, I think brings attention to it is the slight glorification um which is completely unintentional but it is there yeah, uh, because mm -hmm. people that are are potentially at a very vulnerable state see this person and they see him getting a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. You know, that was another thing that the Oakland County Sheriff's Department had said is that this student was somebody who would post um, darker things on their social media accounts. And um, you could definitely see that there were some sort of problems with it. Um, but. Another thing that's kind of shocking was when I was looking into it, there were accounts made after the shooting that students um, were glorifying him for this. So, I mean, like you said, there is a little bit of that there, which is unfortunate and sad. Um, in regards to that, people are sort of following him, following in his footsteps. That's why there's so many threats now. Yep. Um, that's why schools in Michigan and Oakland County are closing because there are so many threats because of him like he he is un, he's an inspiration for people um and students who think the same way as him and yes i think it's it is definitely a mental health crisis but at the end of the day he had access to a gun his parents knew he had behavioral problems from what i've heard mm -hmm. and i've also heard rumors i don't know this is unsubstantiated that his parents bought him the gun he was posing with the gun in an Instagram picture. Yeah. Um, I think the the bigger, like, mental health is a huge issue. He did not have the resources. Maybe something happened. We don't know. But at the end of the day, people are dead. Um, and he had access to a gun, to, and he used it to kill people. And I think that's a huge immediate issue is how did he get a gun? Why was he in proximity to a gun? He's 15. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm happy the parents were charged because they should be charged. They should, yeah. It's a major failure to, you know, protect others and protect their son in a major. You know what I mean? At a certain point, like, well, you, no good 
has ever come out of the end of a gun. You know what I mean? And uh, for a parent to give their child a gun is insane in Sony Maze. And you can, I mean, make the self-defense argument all you want, but at a certain point, like, they're a kid. I don't know if that's something that you can really totally put on them. And frankly, um, his motivation was to kill people, to get yeah. attention. And unfortunately, yeah, and he got the attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so much of so much of what um, you know bad behavior amongst children is an attention getting device. You know they maybe they're not getting the attention at home or at school. You know amongst their friends. However, and it's it's like we were just talking about these copycats and people that are inspired by him. They're you know most of them probably aren't going to shoot up a school. Some of them might. Who knows? But most of them don't probably don't actually want to do that that much. They want the attention. They're 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 saying these horrible things because they're looking at their life and it says nobody cares about me. I'm going to say something outrageous so that, you know, people look at me. And I think it does kind of go back to the mental health question of like, well, why are they doing this? You know what I mean? Why? Why make a threat just for attention? Well, it's like, yeah, they're not getting something that they need in their life and, and society isn't protecting them or helping them in that way while that may be an explanation for why they're doing what they're doing i don't think it's an excuse oh absolutely I, I yeah absolutely. A lot of it, yeah a lot of it is you know these there's a lot of children that mm-hmm. simply don't have the resources to be able to to have healthy lives mm-hmm. right um, yeah particularly and, oh sorry i didn't no, mean to cut ahead. you off but marginalized students yeah they don't have the resources they do not shoot up schools. Um, at the end of the day, he and they are the most policed students. Yeah. Um, for example, I'm from Chicago. South Side is the most policed section. Wow. Black students are policed. You don't see them shooting up schools. You see people in Oakland County, not near. It's not near Detroit. I hate to hear that rumor that oh, it's Detroit. It's Detroit. It's not Detroit. It's this white student who shot up a school. And why is the mental health be- question being brought up when a white student shoots up a school? School shooters are overwhelmingly white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Precisely. And well, be- go ahead. I was going to say the reason you ask the uh, uh, you should ask the mental health question is like, well, when you know it's all it's, it's I don't know, it seems to me like it's all white students, but you know there's it it. It's kind of a cultural thing at a certain point, you know what I mean? As as weird as that is to say, I think there is a glorification of violence um, that kind of happens within certain parts of the white community, um, you know what I mean? There's certainly, you know, movies, television, all these things we can talk about, but, you know, you talk about gun ownership and the those that glorify gun ownership and violence... It does tend to be white people a lot, a lot. And, you know, and I've I've seen it in my own life that, you know what I mean? There's there's not this glorification of guns as like something that you use to commit crime. It's a glorification of something that you use to be a warrior. And and you know what I mean? This these such bizarre so ideas. Then I guess the question at the end of the day isn't even mental health. It's white supremacy. And what's happening in white communities that why are they shooting up? Why are these white students, white men in particular, because he wanted to shoot up a school, he's a man. He thinks 
he's a man. He's going to be treated well. Like, one in my eyes, he's not a kid. I see pictures of him as a kid, and I don't want to see that, and that's what mm-hmm. I mean by that. Um, but um, it then it's rather less of a question of mental health resources, but more of a question of white supremacy. I think a lot of it stems from the access kids have to the internet. And while that is such an easy scapegoat, there are parts of social media that are inherently very bad for children. It's very easy to get pulled into the, like, alt-right yeah. pipeline. 8chan. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, a lot of the internet really drives, you know what I mean? Even very simple interests, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I so often, when I look at things that are, like, history-related, it's, boom, guns are the next thing that you get in your advertisements and stuff. And you're like, well, those aren't related. Those shouldn't be related. But it's it's a lot of the algorithm kind of feeds into extreme ideas like the alt-right pipeline. I mean, it's it's a serious, serious problem. Even beyond just social media, I think the circulation, sort of that, I hate to be that person, that capitalism, this capitalist society encourages, is inevitably the circulation of guns is encouraged. It's a core part of these industries that rely on guns to, you know, profit off people, marginalize people for sure, but also not praying, but sort of using, you know, white supremacy to sell their guns. And that's like sort of like the system of capitalism in and of itself. And it extends to social media, which is precisely my point. But I also think social media is just one part of like the bigger equation mm-hmm. if you will. some of the first gun laws gun restrictions in this country were in california mm-hmm. when ronald reagan was governor yeah. uh because there was a uh sit-in of the black panthers on mm-hmm. their capital and he basically used the fear-mongering to put restrictions on gun laws and that is such a an oddity uh, to, to it's back. it's it's definitely a weapon you know, of it's a tool of white supremacy, and I think that precisely proves that. Um, in particular, with the gun control debate, um, I I think, you know, gun control, common sense control, control, obviously, because this is clearly an issue. It's time for policy change. Um, but for marginalized people, also, like guns are sort of their means of protection against systems of policing and systemic racism that clearly that don't that harm them um that are meant to harm them um and a lot of um it's sort of like a revolutionary aspect for a lot of black people marginalized communities to sort of gain some sort of control um some sort of protection um but obviously i i agree with the common sense control policies that we need to put in place that aren't put in place and i think a lot of it is because of what we just discussed which is the circulation of this media of circulation of like just capitalist capitalist circulation of sort of that relies on guns to make money and i think a lot of our society's problems can be boiled down to the inherent problems with capitalism (laughs) as as, you know as much as i don't want to say that you know what i mean but i think so much of it is like a buy this and be afraid you know what i mean a lot of a lot of the media, you know, pointed at these people that are buying guns to, um, they think to protect themselves, but whether it is or not, you know what I mean? And I'm not talking about the marginalized communities. I'm, oh, for I'm, sure. I'm I talking understand. about, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of this, 
a lot of the marketing and stuff is like, you need this to be safe and you should be afraid. And you know what I mean? I think there's an idea of like, you know, inner cities are portrayed as like the most dangerous place in the world. And it's like, if you want to go to the Detroit Lions game, you better be packing heat. And it's like, what are you insane? Ford Field's like one of the <laughs> safest spots in the entire city. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's just not realistic, but so much of like, yeah, buy, consume, be afraid. And buy more. And you be know afraid I mean? of what? Precisely that yeah. it's racist. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to separate people. They, yeah. they are trying, because if there's unity, there's no reason to sell anybody a gun. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to take a step back. If you have one more comment, that's fine. Otherwise, I think we will uh, we will keep moving on. Yeah. I'm good. Like so we, I think we hit that one pretty hard. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little worried that I sound like a communist, but <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Sometimes you just have to seize the means of production. I, sure. I, yeah. I stand by what I said. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there are a lot of of common sense laws that are put into place throughout the U.S., uh, but federally are basically a weapon for that's used yeah. for political gain. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the way it is, and it's the way it has been. Uh, do I think that there will be federal gun laws soon? I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. Um, I think politically, I can go into a whole rampage, but I won't. I think I'll just leave it at this. Politically, it's a mess. Um, and I think the stuff we're seeing in the news right now is is precisely what I mean. It's a It's a whole mess, and it's so, I hate to say it's, like it, there's so many parts to it that I think we d- discussed quite well. It's it's truly just a self-sustaining system. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> changing gears a little bit. Yeah. Um. So just to lighten up a little bit of everything here, but yeah. um, the MSU University's Activities Board is putting on their 58th annual Arts and Crafts Show this weekend. Um, so that will be this Saturday, the 4th, and this Sunday, the 5th. Um, Saturday, it's going to be from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then Sunday, it'll be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So um, this is just something where you can kind of come around and check out some vendors and booths and see if um, anything interests you in the arts and um, maybe get some good holiday gifts for your family and friends. Um, I know that a lot of events have been canceled this weekend because of Oxford. So this is definitely something special that MSU has been putting on for a while now. And um, it sounds super fun. So they have a lot of information on their website um, at the UABevents.com. So um, if there's any more information that everybody needs, then they can just visit that. Yeah, I've lived in Lansing my entire life. And um, I've been to that art festival almost every single year. I think yeah. I've maybe missed two or three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it's it's always excellent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember going as a kid and like, you know, when you're a kid, a lot of the like, oh, the finer art is super boring. But there's a ton of stuff for kids to right. look at and play with and buy. You know what I yeah. mean? And you're a sucker when you go would. there. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, even as an adult, there's so many just like, uh, you know, lots of great pieces of art, very traditional pieces of art, paintings, etc. But there's a lot of like, 
just bizarre things that you're like, I didn't know I wanted that until yeah. I saw it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. remember one year I went and a guy was selling um, guitar picks made from like, I don't know, it was like deer bone or deer <laughs> antler or something like that. And I was like, I mean, I'm sure it sounds just like any other pick, but I've got to have it. Yeah. I'm just so interested <laughs> in what the difference is. But uh, yeah, I love the art show or art fair or whatever art festival. No, yeah. <laughs> I think the UAB in general has put on some pretty good stuff. Oh, and, yeah. Especially considering the uh, uh, setbacks they've had in the yeah. past year and a half. I appreciate the amount of of, of n- normal... Uh, Attempts at yeah, you know that's surprising too. That with all the events that have been happening around the campus, of course we have to stay safe and everything with COVID. But um, they really have been able to put on events that are normal. So, so did they have one last year? I don't believe so. Really, because um, it's always outside, right? This one is actually inside this year. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so there are opportunities to be inside. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a great way for people to just unwind from this week and yeah. also get ready for finals and the last two weeks of the semester. I think students students need it, and I think it's a great opportunity for them to check out, support local businesses, obviously, um, and also just sort of not think about all the problems right now. Yeah. I think like it's so well, hard to get caught up. It's just like a breather from everything. And it's important to remember, like, even if you're a broke college student and <laughs> you're definitely not going to buy something, go to it anyway. There's so much, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's so rewarding to look at art. Like, it's a free art gallery. And it's yeah, so you know? easy to access right here on campus. So it's just like, <laughs> you, if you, unless you're doing something, you really don't have a reason not to go. Like, take, take a moment, go with your friends. Just unwind before yeah. everything blows up again. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> as it's, it's just a great way to just sort of get off your phone as well. Yeah. I mean, I know that's something I've been working on personally is just getting off, you know, getting off, doing doing my stuff for means of not swearing, but just getting stuff done and mm-hmm. taking a breather from my phone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, if we're okay, we'll keep moving right along. You can go ahead. Um, so, I, I don't want to bring up the difficult topic, but COVID's still a thing. Uh, yeah. I see a lot of people out there not taking it very seriously. I went shopping on Black Friday, one of the few people in the stores with a mask on, and I was a little concerned. And I think it's really important for college students to be aware. The World Health Organization released a report last week about... The Omicron variant, which is a pretty big concern right now, and in their report they said uh, this was first reported amongst university students. It's university students and college students everywhere. Uh, They're the ones going to classrooms. They're the ones going to parties and stuff still. And it's it's the students are one of the groups of people that are still spreading this disease. And I think we we need to be a lot more careful. Um, and it's 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 pretty easy. It seems to me, you know, get vaccinated, wear a mask, be smart. Um, but uh, I see a lot of people not doing it. When I go to class on campus, a lot of people leaving the masks under the nose and stuff like that. And uh, I, I, I I'm always a little bit astounded. Um, so I 100% agree with what you just said. Um, 
And I also think what a huge factor in this is, is that college students, I feel like we live in a bubble, but also sort of the MSU administration this year with COVID has been atrocious. Yeah. Like um, the lack of transparency, the lack of accessible data, the data is not, from what I can tell, it's not really updated. Um, And also their policies of like, in regards to professors and um, notifying professors if someone's tested positive, notifying students if they've tested positive. I haven't heard of any of them doing any of that for a really? while. Like, no. I haven't heard in my inner circle of that being done. Um, but as, you know, our reporters on campus desk have reported, um, the university just completely lacks transparency and is enforcing such rules to where professors it's difficult for professors to even transition to online classes which i mean wayne state now has transitioned completely online from what i heard yeah you know i think it's funny because almost every university that i know um we're all required to wear the masks and we're taking the most precautions than anywhere else i mean i just went home for thanksgiving and it's like anywhere i go Um, I don't have to wear a mask. And it's just it's so weird having that different comparison from being on the campus and having to wear that mask everywhere you go to, okay, nobody's going to wear them, you know. I remember there was this one phase. It was like May. I've kind of lost track of like COVID time. But there was I remember a phase where, you know, after the vaccines, people got vaccines. People were going around maskless because we thought it was okay. Um, obviously, with something new, new like with yeah. COVID that we can see, we don't know much about it. Um, but I remember that time where everyone was going around maskless, and now it's like it's impossible to even fathom that. No, and now it's the whole talk about the booster shot because everybody's mm-hmm. saying the normal COVID shot is just to help us with the symptoms. It's not saying that we're not going to get COVID, which we all knew that. I mean, I believe I knew that before. It's like getting the flu shot. You can't expect to not get the flu. It's just helping if you were to get it. So now it's almost, I wonder if things are going to change if people start getting this booster shot um, to where, you know, universities will start opening up the mask policy. Or, um, I mean, here at Michigan State, you are required to be vaccinated. Like you can't come on campus. You can't come here unless you're, you have that vaccine. So with that being said, I will be getting my booster shot. So will my family. So if you are interested in getting your booster shot, please check out your local Walgreens, CVS, um, your local community centers. The um, CDC website yeah, uh, will tell you well. exactly like every single spot you can yes. go to get it. So if you are interested in that, you can check out those resources. Mm-hmm. I already got my booster shot. It was okay, very lucky, fun. Okay, lucky, I see. Blessing <laughs> on me. Literally trying to sign up for one like Sunday or Monday. Yeah. I got mine in Illinois. I was back in Illinois. I'm, where, where, I'm where from, from? Uh, the outside, uh, one of the suburbs of Chicago. Wait, which one? So I'm uh, Downers. Downers Grove? I'm from, you know, Roselle, Bloomingdale. Yeah. That's where I'm from. That's funny. <laughs> Small, Small world. world. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, the COVID booster was delicious. Drank the whole thing. <laughs> Good. Uh, Good. That was a joke. Please don't actually drink the COVID booster. <laughs> yeah. So. We just have a few minutes left um, if we want to move to our last topic for um, today. So I was going to bring up something I have been reporting on, which is the death of the student um, of who was part of a fraternity. Um, they are still investigating his death. Um, I'm hesit- I 
am not the best at pronouncing his name, but his name is Fat Naikwe. Do you know how to pronounce it? I was always under the impression that that last name is pronounced Nguyang. Nguyang, okay. Fat Nguyang. It's it's like one of the most common Vietnamese last names, okay. but I, I'm, I don't know a lot about it, so I don't want to... Okay, I'm going to say Fat Nguyang because um, that's what he said, so I'm going to go with it because I just don't personally know. But he... Um, we know alcohol is involved, but we don't. Know, we won't know the autopsy results until six or eight weeks later. The fraternity has been suspended by the university. So, um, if you guys have any thoughts on just sort of that and Greek life in general, um, hazing, uh, we can discuss that. I have some thoughts. I think frats and the like are entirely out of control. I so I have. I've never been in a frat. I had no interest in being in a frat. I have uh, friends that were in frats, and the stories I heard were of terrible, terrible hazing that I was like, why would you subject yourself to that ever? Like, well, to be part of a family, and I'm like, I don't want to be part of a family that's willing to do that to each other. That's just so disgusting to me. And honestly, and, and once they were in the frats, the stories I'd heard were also terrible, you know, uh, just very reckless drug abuse, um, alcohol abuse, seriously. And, um, you know, I'm going to be very, okay. But yeah, it, 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 it very disturbs me, the things that you hear. And I, I think that these frats do need to be reined in in a very serious way. I am sorry to end it on such an abrupt note, but we are out of time today. I want to thank all of you for coming today and talking with me. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to this episode of The Roundup on Impact 89 FM.